Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. I choose to encourage, enlighten, and educate those who are asking. Welcome to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And in our quest for ever more esoteric topics today, Jane and I <laughs> are going into an interesting area, not often talked about, but probably an area that you've all found yourselves in at least once in your life. You ever been in that scenario where you've been sitting around with a group of people, maybe even just one other person, and something's come up and you're faced with a choice? And your choice is, do I just go with the flow with that because it makes me feel fucking uncomfortable? (laughs) Or do I risk upsetting the mood, being the difficult one, changing the, you know, changing the vibe and saying something about that? And why perhaps it's important that we do so. And when you do feel that something's so important that you actually need to actually like skip the record, pattern interrupt, like stop the party. Um, how to deliver it in a way that is to the best effect and perhaps in the nicest possible terms or words. Jane, who's an expert at words? Jane, you can take over from there. <laughs> it, it's such an interesting moment because you don't often see these moments coming. You're sitting around and you're relaxed and you're having a good time and there's lots of laughs and giggles and whatever going on and then somebody says one thing. It could be a joke. It could be a derogative remark. It could be a comment about you. It could be something, a story about somebody that you really care for. It could be a story about something that you really are passionate about. Or like a political or racist remark. suddenly you're triggered and realise, hang on, maybe I'm not in alignment with these people as much as I thought. Mm. And so it comes from nowhere. You don't see it coming and you've got... 2.2 seconds to decide what you're going to do. So I thought it was important to have this conversation because I think we are all faced with these situations where you kind of prepare, what would I do when that happens next or what will I do when that happens next? And please understand that this is, of course, like everything that Jane and I talk about, another exercise in better self-knowing connecting in with who you are and supporting, backing, protecting and honouring that. So it's about not being spoken over, railroaded, pushed under the rug or just being pushed around like seagrass under the ocean, going with the flow, people pleasing. It's not about any of those behaviours. It's about actually stepping up every now and then and even though you know it might not be the most comfortable thing to do, doing it because you're worth it making a point or just drawing attention to something because if you don't, it leaves a nasty residue in your body vibrationally. You know, it's like a a yuck feeling like, oh. Well, it's almost that thing, isn't it, where if you stay silent, it's like you're endorsing. Yeah. You know, like you were saying before, if somebody says a racist joke and you don't say anything and everybody's laughing hilariously and you don't speak up and say, well, actually, I feel that's racist and I don't feel very comfortable with that. It's like you're endorsing it. it well, it's, it's like the definition of racism is, you might say, well, I'm not a racist. I, I, I'm totally not a racist. But if you, if you let that joke go, well, maybe you are a racist. Can you, can, you, can, can you deal with that? You know, and they talk about Nazi Germany. There's this famous quote where someone said, you know, the Nazis came and first they took all of the, um, 
I don't know, there's some order that they describe it. Like first they came and took all of the officials away and then they came and took all of the rich people away and then they took all of the policemen away and then they took all of the community away and then they came and took the family away. And by the time they came to take me away, there was no one left to defend me because nobody stood up for anyone else. They just kept letting it happen and happen and happen and happen and happen and happen. And nobody, it just, you know, the power of the people there. I mean, this is a very extreme example, but it's what will you keep allowing? What what are you going to keep allowing in your you're, life? You're enabling. It's just not on. Yeah. Mm. You are enabling. However, then you've got the other side of, well, you could start World War Three, you know, well, over the dinner party. Well, yes. <laughs> and is that good manners? So this is where you need to really have a clear idea of what really is important to you, what you can let go, but how are you going to let it go? So one of the little tips that tools, that was a, com- that was a combination of tips and tools. That's mm, how I blend my words. <laughs> um, is that... If it's something that it really is going to be, as Beck said, the massive pattern interrupt, it's going to change the energy and the whole night and everyone's having a great time, it's a social occasion, then maybe now's not the right moment for me to be sharing what I really feel. However, everyone at that party is on notice that at some point I'm going to find the right time to say my truth about I just have to share this is how I actually feel about that. I just didn't feel comfortable sitting back and not sharing that I have an opposing view or I have a different view or I have um, researched this and I feel I'm quite knowledgeable in this particular field and I'd like to share a bit more with you. So perhaps you could consider, consider this angle in the future. And that's where that education comes in. So uh, what's your intent if you are going to speak up? Is it because... You're wanting your integrity to be in alignment and you feel it's not if you don't speak up. Or are you wanting to educate? Or are you wanting to shit stir? Or are you wanting to not say anything because you lack courage or conviction or strength to be able to speak up? Like, And there can be other scenarios as well. Mm. So it's really about having a, having a trip down memory lane of when you were last in this situation And what was it that you were feeling? Were you feeling threatened by people having some sort of conflicting view on something? Or were you feeling vulnerable about speaking up? Have a a look at what that emotion was and what you could be working on so that you can rehearse this to have a combination of good manners and integrity and the opportunity to educate graciously and appropriately. Mm, Yeah, no, you're right, Jane. I I keep coming back to racism on this, and I think because it's a really good example, particularly in a country like Australia, which is very casually, acceptably racist. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear those stories every now and then an American will come over and be on a variety TV show, and one of the Aussies will let slip one of our type of jokes, and they just can't believe that we even say stuff like that on national television because over there it'd be the biggest biggest deal because they've got so many race tensions that they're not that the political correctness has gone through the roof whereas here you know and and this is this is a funny different kind of racism but when you you know when you podcast and all your memories come back up like on this theme i can remember being 18 years old and sitting in a restaurant with my then boyfriend at the time and all of his dad and family and everything and they all started to lay into Americans. Now, oh. my mother is an American, and I have dual citizenship and a U.S. passport. And they just went around for 20 minutes bashing American. None of them had ever been there. Oh. Bashing Americans. And I was 18. And I just sat there and stayed quiet um, and left 
And later, my boyfriend, God bless him, actually did say to his dad, you know, it was pretty uncomfortable for Rebecca to sit there at the table, you know, last night with all of you guys going on about Americans. You know, her mum's American. And his dad was really embarrassed and said, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, interesting, isn't it? That's racism right there. Absolutely. But then recently, I had an, an instance in my own life where I started to talk with a boy who I was a little bit interested in, and it was all going very, very well, and he checked all the boxes until he said, what are you doing today? And I said, I'm off to Chinatown, and he said something that I'm not going to repeat and to do with with Asian people, and I was so flabbergast. I just, that was it. I just, he was blocked. He was done. Like, not even a reason. I just disappeared. And that, to me, is a sign of how, where my spirituality's gotten to at this point. I cannot sit, I am not interested in entertaining or sitting in the vibration of anyone anymore who is that dimensionally different. I can't be friends with racists. Are you fucking kidding me? At this point in yeah. my life, if you actually believe those things or use those words, I can't allow you into my energy sphere. Does that and sound, that's beautiful. Does that sound no. snobby? And no, not at all. Does that sound racist? No, no, no. no. <laughs> that sounds perfect. Absolutely. However, what are you going to do back when you're invited to a workshop slash boardroom, whatever? It's a corporate thing, and yeah. you know that it's your job to be in rapport with everybody there. Yeah, I'll call them on it, and I've done that too recently because a person that wasn't going anywhere that I really respected that was part of my life also let go a, a race again it's always racism they, they just some casual funny joke about so and so such and such and i just is that funny i think you, you must be triggered by this because i'm trying to think of the last time i heard a racist joke and i can't remember i they're everywhere well they would be but i'm I not noticing them. i notice them all the and time. yet i have not a racist by i love multiculturalism i love how blessed i am to know people from every walk of life yeah, but no. it's not triggering me somehow. Well, it's my shadow side then. I don't oh, know. No, it's funny, isn't it? No, I'm just saying that as an observation yeah. that I really can't tell you when the last. Yeah. When I heard it. Well, or. I can think of like three in the last month. So the last time. But someone... I can think of people that have been completely inappropriate in where they've shared their political views or their right. healthcare views or um, like the big one that triggers me all the time at the moment is refugees. Yeah, right. You know, it triggers me hugely. Mm. One of the challenges that I face, though, is that so often when it's that one line that somebody throws out of, you know, oh, stop the boat, people, for goodness sake. That's racism. You know, yes, it is. Everything anti-refugee is, is um, xenophobic. Yes, exactly. Yes. Okay, so I've heard tons of that. Right? I was thinking more jokes, which I don't even want to give an example. I don't think I could come up with one. Um but I find it hard because I can't I, I can't sit in that and let that go because I don't I don't share the same opinion not even close opposite completely opposite but I also don't have the answers when they come up with their fears and give me an example of what that would look like um, uh, their fear of their reasons why they're justifying why we shouldn't bring those people in is that what you're saying. Yeah, well, it could be something like, um, oh, well, look what's going to happen to Germany now, you know, because I don't know. Okay, so here's where I get stuck. I know what I feel, but I sometimes can't articulate why. 
Does that make sense? Absolutely. I just know that I know that's wrong. And there's going to be all of our listeners are going to be nodding their heads along to this because when you're an empath, when you're an HSP, when you're psychic, when you're intuitive, when you're consciously aware, you're a big feeling body and you're walking around all day not necessarily knowing intellectually or articulately why something is dot, dot, dot or scientifically. We don't bloody know, but we feel the truth. We feel what's right. It's like that way-seer thing, isn't it? We know. Don't ask us how we know. We just know. Just know. And so you're constantly going to be put into positions of people who are hugely cerebral. They'll argue you down. They'll be intellectual. They'll be scientific. They'll know their facts and figures. They've got photographic memories. They can reference bloody textbooks back to the 80s of journals and all this sort of stuff. And all you can say is, I don't know why, but it just doesn't resonate with me. And that's all we've got. So therefore, I've taken that a step further and just said, to some people in certain situations where I've actually just pulled them aside. I normally don't do it in a group setting because it's too hard. If everybody else is on the other side of the fence and they're all going to throw their energy at me, I'm just going to end up a blubbering mess and crawling in a corner and telling them all to fuck off and I'll <laughs> never see them ever again. Yeah, yeah. So that's not going to work for me or them. So I I will, though, what I found I've had to do is pull them aside at a certain, like get, the, get that right moment where I can just say, I just have to share... I feel very differently about it, but I can't articulate it. I can't share with you. I just need you to know that I have a different opinion and that that's where I sit. Mm. That's it. And that's about as good as it gets. And I know that sounds weak as water. It sounds really weak, but it's all I can do. So let's explain to the listeners why it's so important that you follow up with not letting that thing go. Why should we not let things go, Jane? I think it's important for... My sense of truth, spiritual to integrity, have a voice. And now, if I really wanted to know, let's say, more about refugees, then I could study that. But as we've said on other podcasts, there are other people that are doing that good work, and I can't do everything that I'm passionate about. I just have my Facebook pages that I follow that I know have reputable information, and but I'm not researching it like I do, say, sensitivity or love or happiness or healing your past or whatever. So I feel it's about me honouring me and not sitting back and being Switzerland. Sorry, Switzerland. I, that sounded racist, didn't it? But I love that. <laughs> Jane said before this episode, she goes, Rebecca, I just don't feel safe around Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Now, there's a reason behind that. I don't know if this translates into other countries, but we have people that have an opinion and we have people that oppose that opinion and then we have fence sitters. So here in Australia, maybe here's a racist thing, here in Australia is that people who sit in the middle and are fence sitters are often called Switzerland because they're very neutral and there's so much beauty around Switzerland. Like I... So often I've quoted them on different forward-thinking things that they do, which is amazing. So this is certainly not a put-down, but it's a slang term for people who sit on the fence and don't speak up either way. And so if there is a discussion going on with a group of people and there's passion and there's different points of views and there's a few people sitting there not saying a word, now... You can tell the difference between people that actually don't know anything about the topic. Yeah. And so they're, they're really sitting there and they're listening. They're actively listening and they're learning or forming their own opinion through being educated on the different points of view versus people who you know have an opinion and their lips are a little bit pursed mm-hmm. and they're not prepared to share it. And 
They're the ones that I don't feel safe around. And they're the ones who are the first to trot out all the passive-aggressive behaviours, the eye-rolling, the heavy sighing, the, oh, those kinds of noises. Correct. Like, you know, and then go away later and have a big bitch at the water cooler all about what just happened in there in the other room. That's right. And not having dealt with any of it. That's right, exactly. <laughs> Again, learnt from mothers, learnt from societal, cultural things, people-pleasing. And that was me. That was me for a long boat. time, was, was in different situations, and then go and passively-aggressively deal with it behind the scenes yeah. afterwards, like... Oh, thank God I don't do that toxic behaviour anymore. So that's why I feel at this point in my life that it's important for me to speak my truth. Mm. But I have to know what it is I know and what it is I don't know and what it is I feel so I can speak my truth respectfully. So something like if somebody went, oh, goodness sake, another crybaby, have a look at that. Now that's going to trigger me and go, well, actually, no, that person's not a crybaby. They're highly sensitive and, and perhaps they're actually feeling so much that they are self-managing their own balance system. And I know what happens then. That person then rolls their eyes and goes, oh, my God, you're taking so seriously. Yeah, oh, that's right. And that's then where I have the standard line of saying, I totally understand. We don't need to get into a heavy discussion now, but it is a field of interest to me and it's something I've spent years studying. So if you ever want to know more about crybabies, let me know and I'll tell you all about them. Party with Jane. Who was going to a party, a dinner party with Jane? Oh my god, I know nobody. No, actually, I can be a good party guest. I can. Oh no, I can, I'm just, just I can be quite funny actually. Oh, I, hey, I, I mean, don't have to be controversial and deep thinking all the time, you know. I think it could be quite an electric kind of exciting, sort of a thrilling kind of a dinner party. Um, all right, so I want to circle back around to where we were four minutes ago or seven minutes ago, where I sort of said, now, why is this important? Why is it important not to let things slide? And Jane said it's about honouring your truth, which is, you know, again, it's self-worth, it's self-love, it's I'm good enough to have an opinion, to be heard, to state what I think is right. I have human rights. I can enact those and put them forward. I also think there's a realm here of spiritual integrity. Yes. Ethics and morals in what I would call a spiritual um way because they're not laws and they're not even necessarily what's put down as socially acceptable behaviors or manners it's just what what is right by you at the deepest core level of what is allowable and acceptable and just what is not and it's about again this is all self-knowing i was gonna say it's almost like when you know better you actually are expected to do better and you have to hold yourself accountable to that who else is going to this is about you being a true grown-up did I say this on the podcast the other week? Because if I didn't, if I did, I have to say it again. I had the funnest conversation with someone about a fortnight ago who said to me, <laughs> he said, how do you know when you're a grown-up? And I said, I don't know. And do you know what his answer was? Well, not his answer, but he said, you know, you can be in a job at 25 or 31 or 47 um, and something happens. And the first thing you do is look around for someone to ask. And it's like... <laughs> When you stop looking for someone to ask and you just fucking figure it out, you're a grown-up. Congratulations. Oh, look at that. So look at me. I get my bloody tax or whatever. I go, Dad, or what, is this? what does this for mean, Dad? Dad, can you put oil in my car? Like, I'm not being grown-up. And I understand different people have different schools in different areas and that's different. But I really took this guy's point. If wow. it's something that technically you could figure out, fix or do, then bloody step up to it. And That's interesting. Isn't it, right? So if we put that analogy into the spiritual integrity corner and we say, as Jane said, if you know better, 
hello, excuse me, you're expected to do better. Who expects you to? Well, that's between you and yourself and God, shall we say, in Oprah language, and God. But, like, no one is watchdogging you. It's just that you're the one that's going to have to go to bed at night being left with a residue of the feelings of how you feel about, about this sort of stuff. And this is the kind of stuff that can snowball in life. If you're constantly not really voicing your truth, it's gonna it's gonna result in, in an energetic heaviness that you're gonna be carrying around, I think. Well I think you're gonna feel like you you, you are um, lacking you, you it's going to highlight to you that you lack in self Ah, oh, the word was there, now it's gone. It's where you lack the ability to actually really stand up for yourself. Yeah, really. to back it's, yourself. It's, yeah, support yeah, yeah, yourself. That, that, that wasn't the and word I was thinking. Fight but your own fight. It's, yeah, it's like mm. if you can't back yourself, mm. nobody else can. So it actually highlights a weakness within you Yeah, that the, and that look, actually probably sets off alarm bells within you as well. And look at the ripple effects. And that, I was about to say, it's going gonna, it's gonna to snowball. You, in a positive sense, if you are someone who can healthily, easily, confidently, articulately not in a great big dialogue, but just speak up when needed and, like James would say, call people on their shit or just make something clear, speak your truth. Just imagine the ramifications, the ripple effects of positivity that that is going to have in your relationships, both personal and professional, both intimate, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, in your career, in the way that you advance yourself professionally, successfully. You know, it's going to clean up so many areas of your life, just that one small thing, which you might just think, I just let that go to dinner party and I felt a bit bad about it, but you know, I'll move on. Well, no, because that's one of many, many, many small things that add up in a lifetime to paint a picture of who you are and how you viewed in, so, in fact exactly so let's look at good manners versus education yeah all right so good manners is also knowing when to back off yeah exactly and also understanding your delivery so when somebody says um uh i think they should I, i'm really looking forward to the fact they're making it compulsory that everybody has to be immunized and you think i don't agree with that you, you know if you just yell across the table bullshit i think that's crap <laughs> You know, that's not exactly good manners. That's just now we're picking a fight versus... So funny, though. <laughs> do you want to just stick up for yourself but let it go and say, yeah, I understand a lot of people do share that opinion. I've done a bit of research on that and I'm, I'm not really sharing that opinion, but I respect it's yours. Perfectly you, said. You just shrug and say, yeah, well, it doesn't resonate with me. You can do that as well. Exactly. Just leave it at that. You can then oh, go, right. well... Here is an opportunity to educate if you wish, but you know, you've probably done 10 years worth of research and read a thousand papers on this topic to come to your decision, and you're not going to be able to articulate it in two minutes politely at a dinner party. It can get overwhelming. Like, I, I can find if somebody turns around and demands to know why, I can go tongue tied because it is what James That's also, it's the knowing. There's so much that you don't even know where to begin. And yeah. it's like, you, I can't explain to you the, 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 the gathering of evidence I've done for 15 years in one minute. Right. Like, well, it's like that friend of mine that I said that um, cho- chooses to not drink alcohol. He's not a recovering alcoholic. He's chosen for various different reasons. And when people say, oh, why don't you drink? Are you, a, are you an a alcoholic or a recovering alcoholic? Now, he says no, but there's actually not a short answer to that. If you really answering that question to be educated on it, it's going to take longer than we've got now, but I'm happy to do it. 
You know, so you, you're opening the way of... He kind of puts them in their place as if to say, it's not something to joke about. There, There is actually some seriousness and some depth behind it, but I'm not going to just unleash it on you now. Yeah. It's your choice. That's right, yes. And that is actually good manners it's because somebody might just be being polite or somebody's not being conscious. And, and look, most of these sort of conflicts come from not conscious people. Right. Or it's when they sit there and they start bitching about a work colleague that you really actually like this person and have hung out with them and mm. everyone's getting stuck into this person. You know, what do you do? You can just say, look... Again, compassion and use that sandwich method I've talked of before. You know, good, positive, negative, positive, bread, meat, bread. Yeah. And so you would say something like, look, I understand that perhaps sometimes this person has given you guys grief. Um, I've actually got a really good relationship with this person and I haven't found that. And I just want to say that, you know, it's been good for me and maybe hopefully in time you guys might find that as well or whatever. So now we're in the realm of loyalty. Yeah. So, so loyalty is when it's not something racist, it's not something political, it's not something you disagree with. It's when someone you know needs defend or you feel the urge to protect or defend somebody. Well, you just can't sit in somebody that you care about being ripped apart. Mm. It doesn't feel right. Right. And But at the same time, you have to expect, respect that that is their experience. And so that's where I think it's important to hear them. The other person. You know, to say, I hear you, yeah. I hear that you've had this experience, and I'm certainly not saying... No, you haven't. You're lying. I'm not saying that, but I want to acknowledge that I hear what you've had. I've actually had a different experience, though, and maybe that can be encouragement that perhaps you could have a different relationship in the future. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're going, Jane and Rebecca, I totally agree with you. You're both amazing. No, I totally, <laughs> I totally agree with you, but I really struggle with speaking up I've, my whole life I've never been able to be the one that speaks up well guess what this is an awesome opportunity for you to trot off and do some of that work that we're always telling you guys to go and do with your various practitioners healing techniques tools modalities whatever this this could be a bit of a red flag for you that this issue is bigger than you think like we said these things can this might be a really large part of your personality which is holding you back in many areas of your life and it's really cool that your awareness has been really drawn to this to this particular block that you've picked up from somewhere there's a fear it's funny you say that because actually i'm launching i'm going to do the highly sensitive course again which i haven't been able to do i thought i was going to do it every three months i haven't the universe has had other plans for me so i've actually only only ran the course i ran it in february and i haven't been able to run it since yeah so i am committed to doing it once more this year i'm going to do it it's going to start on the first of um uh, sorry, on the 9th of November. Uh, that's an eight-module um, online course, which anyone can do anywhere in the world. But I, that's one of the modules we deal with, Yeah, is why you can't do this and how you can heal what's caused it and then how you can start to implement having healthier boundaries and yeah. speaking your truth better without the fears associated. Um, and it is important because... Once you're able to speak your truth kindly, compassionately, with love and sensitivity, mm. your world becomes so much more yours to own. You can tread anywhere you wish freely without your fears. Yeah. It's a really important tool to, to look at mastering. And see, the fear, one of the fears that I always, you know, used to have and still probably have sometimes is it's fears of things like, I don't want to be viewed as the bitch and I don't want to be viewed like I'm preaching. You know, yes. again, these are these are very delicate grey areas that you can wander into. If you start to espouse your knowledge or come in like hammer and tongs on a situation, bang, 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 bang. Um, well, that's where it's education versus preaching. This is where Jay's talking about delivery, the important thing. But it's, it, it is, and that's why you must, the first thing out of your mouth must, in my opinion, be 
to validate what they've said so they know they've been heard because otherwise they're just going to yell at you louder in 20 different languages the same thing you know it's who's the loudest and who's got the most words and who can say it in 20 different ways when they're saying the same thing so you need they need to know they've been heard yeah um but preaching is when you bring up a subject uninvited and project your stuff and your belief on others so you're at a dinner party and you think great i've got a captive audience here's my chance to sell them on why I think we should be all whatever. Let me tell you, you're not going to be invited back to the next dinner party. <laughs> no, that's right, exactly. So it is about really looking at educating versus preaching. So education is when you're invited in mm. to have an opinion. So if somebody's throwing an opinion around and you've got a different one, your opportunity is to educate, make sure that you've acknowledged what you've heard in them and that you are sharing an opinion. You're not sharing a rule. There isn't a rule. And it's not And there is no right and wrong. Either tr- true and either. No, that's there's, right. There's no such thing as truth or right and wrong, as we all know. So it's only there's only relative truth or, you know, subjective. Yeah, that's truth. it. And, we've all, and all we... Exactly. I saw a gorgeous post on um, Facebook the other day, and I'm trying to remember it, but it was a beautifully written thing that said, I care so much about the, uh, the environment, I don't know the answer. I care about our health, I don't know the answer. I care about... Conflict in the Middle East, I don't know the answer. And on it went about all these big problems that she cares deeply about, but she didn't know the answer. She said, but I care. Oh. And it just brought tears to my eyes. She, oh, God. And if you want to, that's how you can share Mm. your beliefs with people that you want to share something different you yeah. know you can just say i don't know the yeah, answers I'm not but i can't speaking up to be a smart ass and have a solution to world peace yeah but i'm just saying this really really means something to me yeah and i i'd be crippled if i couldn't if i couldn't voice this like i have to say something yeah and that's beautiful that's passion that is true oh drive and passion and um soul purpose in fact i would say I choose to encourage, enlighten, and educate those who are asking. And if you wish to further encourage, enlighten, and educate your own self in your own journey, Jane and I have a range of resources and tools. Go to lovelifeshow.com. You can listen to every other 144 free episodes we have on every single topic under the sun, and yet the universe still keeps giving us new stuff to talk about. It's kind of amazing. And I was just going to say... As a companion episode to this one, you may wish to go back and find the episode about facing the firing squad that we did, which has got some very similar themes, which is a cool, yeah, um, companion piece. So, uh, Jane and I have got coaching up on, uh, you know, our services are up on the website as well. And Jane's course, Jane, do you want yes, to Yes, just... which you can go to janedonovan.com.au. And just email me through and I'll get some information off to you about it all. I'm very excited because I have so wanted to do the next group of beautiful HSPs that we can help you to embrace your sensitivity, get even more tools and live an incredible life soaring as high as you want to high. I so want to fly. If that is you, then Jane is welcoming you welcoming you her into her arms. I can't even speak anymore. We all need to go to bed. Jane is welcoming you into her arms. <laughs> and for until this time next week, we want you to be really beautifully, spiritually conscious and speak your truth. Life is perfect. I'm not trying. It's just happening.